Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be back next week. I'm excited about today's show. Two guys I've known for a while. Uh, Victor Barnett, he's the founder of the Running Rebels, and Craig Harden, who's a local sportscaster, in studio with me. Boys, thanks a lot for coming in. I appreciate it. Victor, Running Rebels, man, congratulations. You got a uh, a new location. You're expanding. That's a good sign. Definitely. We've been blessed to get a second location that would allow us to do more work in our city, and we're definitely excited about these times right now. You know, and, and I think, Craig, you'll, you'll agree. Victor, you, you're inside that Running Rebels bubble and it's really hard sometimes to know what what effect you're having on the city. But from outside of that bubble, the amount of respect and love that people have for the work that you guys are doing with the Running Rebels is off the chart. And, and I want you to know that because sometimes we put our head down and we just start working and we don't really take a look at the effect we're having on other people's lives. But the Running Rebels is continuing to do great work, and I think that you need to know the respect that people have from outside your organization for you and for the people that work there is incredible. I'm definitely honored and appreciative, uh, and it's just a great feeling. Uh, Like you said, I think I've just been doing the work for so many years, but recently have had a chance with some of the young boys that have grown into respectable men, the Lou Chapmans, the... uh, uh, young men's the Kavon Looney, Trey Jeffersons, and Brandon Joseph. Brandon Joseph definitely hey, my heart. Um, hey, just he, what they the done gold is ball, great. Man. Yeah, gold ball. The, the gold ball, destiny. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. And he, you know what? These guys will get up on the mountaintop and say, "Look, I, I am, I am a running rebel. Yes. That's who I am." Yes. And I yes. look. I don't think other people. Some people from outside think the running rebels is an AAU basketball team. I mean, that's kind of that, you know, you, you have the ball there and, and kids come in to play basketball. It's so much more than that. Oh, yeah, it's definitely just a magnet to get them to draw them to us and give us a chance to really do the great mentoring that some of the staff at Running Rebels are able to do. Hey, Craig, um, I don't know your background. I know that you're a Milwaukee guy gone for a while. Can you kind of fill us in on your background, where you went to school and uh, where, where you left for and uh, how long you been back? Uh, definitely. Uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, went to school at Milwaukee Vincent. Then after that, went to college at UW-Whitewater. Uh, when it came back to Milwaukee, did an internship at Preps Plus for about three years. Got my first job uh, in Mississippi, in Jackson, Mississippi, as a weekend sports anchor. So I was there for three years. Came back two years ago. 
uh, and then doing local sports here for Preps Plus and then MidwestBallers.com. Yeah, you know, the Preps Plus thing, I, I and I both I'm a big fan of. You guys know I coach high school basketball, mm-hmm. and when Preps Plus shows up to a game mm-hmm. and you start interviewing these kids, and, and I know because we've had this conversation, you understand that, that it's so much more than just a basketball game. The life lessons these kids are learning – um, through being part of a team, winning, losing as a team, um, it's just so valuable for for what they're going to have uh, when they get older. Absolutely, it's it's life changing for a lot of these kids. This is the first time they've ever been on te- television. When you got somebody there interviewing them or coming to the games, the energy in the stands when you're covering the game for these kids, not even playing, but just rooting on their fellow teammates, is unbelievable. Um, so it's a great. I've been blessed to have this experience of. Wor- interning with preps and now working for preps and then seeing the lives that we're touching. And it's been 20 years. I remember when preps first started, I was in high school playing uh, when Gary Hart, before Gary Hart, it was um, Dan, the, the Olympic, um, the Olympic, yeah, yeah, guys, Dan, Dan Jansen. Jan, yeah. He was the first yeah. host. Dan Jansen, it, it yes. It was done in the studio. So I remember uh, when Press Plus first got off the ground and to see 20 years later uh, where it is now. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. You talked about this being life-changing for some of these kids. You know, you had a life-changing event not too long ago. Yes, yes. And, and your son, I, I, look, we're friends on Facebook. There, there is. I, I showed my wife uh, a picture of your son this morning where he's looking in the mirror, and it's just a beautiful boy, and that's a life-changing moment for you. It definitely is. I like to give credit to my fiance for taking that picture. She's a photographer in the, in the household. Uh, I, I'm good with the camera, for video camera, but she captured that moment. Uh, but it's been a blessing. Five months ago when he first came into this world, uh, your life changed, and everyone tells you that. But you're not. You, no matter what you do, you can't prepare for something that you never went through. You can only get advice from other people. But then at the end of the day, you kind of you got to kind of go in that direction. And we've been doing this this ride for the past five months together, and, and we love it. Well, God is good, man. I'll tell you. And you you, you want to talk about miracles? You, you don't know what a miracle is until you know that baby is born yes. and and everything's healthy and and uh, you get to take him home at night. And the miracle is that you realize you only need a few hours sleep, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, <laughs> you only yeah. need a few. Uh, look, I guess I'm I'm kind of used to getting a little sleep just because this industry late nights recording and, and doing interviews or putting stories together. So, but a baby sleep is totally different. If a baby cries at one, two, or three o'clock in the morning. There's, I mean, you you have to get up. There's no, I uh, wait a couple a couple minutes. You have to kind of go to that crying baby. But uh, we take turns. Uh, it's been more her than me just because of <laughs> the work I'm doing. But. Uh, without without her, this this whole thing couldn't be possible. Man, that's that's awesome. Hey, let's talk, Craig. This is faith in the zone. And we mm-hmm. like to talk about people's journey in faith and and how their faith has affected their lives professionally and personally. And I want to talk to you a little bit about about that journey for you and 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 how your your faith has affected you um, personally and 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 professionally. And then we'll talk to to Vic Barnett. Uh, he gave his testimony a couple years ago. I'm going to ask for it again because it was a marvelous testimony. But I know that. That uh, faith is important to you, Craig. Definitely, faith is a huge part of my family. Uh, from my upbringing, my grandmother instilled uh, faith and religion in our family. Uh, I was fortunate because uh, this is—I guess I never really told anybody this. I didn't get baptized until I was in college. Uh, I grew up a Baptist. My mom and my whole family's Baptist, but then I went when I was in fourth grade. I went to a Catholic school, so I learned both religions of being Baptist and Catholic growing up. Uh, and so I finally got baptized. 
uh, when I was in college and I became Catholic. You know, what's interesting is that um, I, I was brought up in a Catholic school and now I'm a Baptist. So <laughs> we kind of like right. you and I like went you went one way, I went the other right. and then we just crisscrossed and and and. You know, I I believe in, and I think it's important that you know the 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 baptism is is just you telling the public, look, I've 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 accepted Jesus Christ my personal Savior, and and I'm okay. Everybody can know about it now, right. and and the fellowship that that churches feel when that happens, um, I think is is really really important. I love the fact that your line, Craig, when you said, look. Faith is 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 so important in my life, and I will continue to be that. I think that that's really um, really important. Um, Vicky, I I know you, and I know that uh, this is uh, the platform the Lord's given you with the Running Rebels. You, you do not take that for granted. You understand that's a gift from Him. Most definitely, I've talked to people, and they agree with me. It's uh, pretty much a type of ministry uh, working with these young people, connected to their lives and their hearts. Um, and as I stated, you know, it's been a great thing for me losing my mom a few years back with cancer and just being able to have uh, that uh, aspect of my life be able to help me through those times. It's just been something special. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, there's no doubt. I know for, for me, and I've said this many times, you know, we've had guys on this show that the worst thing they ever do is steal a candy bar. And then we had guys like Pastor Daryl Strawberry and myself that were doing some ridiculous things at one point in their life. And if the Lord's willing to accept us Mm -hmm. and put his arms out for us, man, if you're listening to the show and you haven't um, gotten involved in that and you've thought about it, you know, call me. I'll, I'll walk you through the process because it, uh, the calmness that you feel, it, uh, it's an awesome feeling. Guys, one of the reasons I wanted you to come in is there's an event going up Tuesday, April 6th, 7.30 at, um, is it at the Oriental Theater, right? Correct. Uh, Landmark Oriental Theater uh, down on Farwell Avenue. And it is called Warning, the basketball documentary. And we're going to talk a little bit about that um, throughout the show. And I think it's really important that... Look, I'm a Milwaukee guy. We're all. I know that you you would consider yourself Victor, a Milwaukee guy yeah, been now. Been a long time. How yeah. many How many years? Oh, thirty years. 40 30, years. You're a you're a cheesehead, <laughs> man. You're a cheesehead. You're a cheesehead. Up, <laughs> even though he went Baptist to Catholic, I went Catholic to Baptist. We're we're cheeseheads, and we understand the importance of of basketball in this community. And we're going to get a chance to talk to these guys about what it's called. Warning: the basketball documentary uh, again Tuesday, April sixth. 7.30 to 9 o'clock, Landmark uh, Oriental Theater. It's 2230 North Farwell. And there's you can go on Facebook. There's a Facebook page. You can buy tickets. How do you buy tickets for the event? Um, Everbright. So you can go on Facebook. You can go on the um, Warning doc, You can go to Warning Documentary, Running Rebels Facebook page. Uh, and it's, it's a, you can tag a friend. It's Everbright. It's the ticket. Okay. Uh, so you can go there. You can buy one ticket. You can buy group tickets. And, so, and you also... Hopefully, the day of the event, we can buy tickets at the door, too. No, let's hope not. Right, right. Let's hope not. <laughs> well, that's a good let's thing. hope this Maybe thing like is sold out. Maybe like five or ten tickets <laughs> yeah, left yeah. That, so, you know. How much are tickets, by the way? Uh, $10. Ten dollars. Ten bucks. Yeah. Yep. Man, you can't go through a drive. Well, you guys can. I can't go through a drive through <laughs> for ten bucks. We're going to get back to our special guest, Victor Barnett. He's the founder of the Running Rebels. And Craig Harden, he's a local sportscaster. And he does great work. If you haven't seen his work, um, Midwest Ballers, Preps Plus, he, he, he's a guy that truly believes in giving back to this community. And we're going to talk more about warning the basketball documentary on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone 
on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. My two in-studio guests... Vic Barnett, Victor Barnett, founder of the Running Rebels, and Craig Harden, local sportscaster, have done a great uh, documentary that we're going to talk about in a minute. Victor, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, more about the Running Rebels. This new um, location, you're, you've con- continued to have the first location. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about the second location and some of the things that you guys are doing there? Yeah, I think um, it's definitely a blessing for us. The second location is 225 West Capitol Drive. Um, probably two times bigger than the first location we had, so it'll allow us. We've hired 10 additional staff within the last three weeks to let you know how blessed we've been and growing, so we'll be able to house the staff. We're excited about being able to do work in the Harambe area with uh, Alderwoman uh, Cards as far as uh, being able to do some things in the Harambe area. So we're excited about the staff being able to be housed right. It's a beautiful facility. It has a cafeteria. Has a, so I Catering will continue on, and then it has a a gym. We 37 years, and we've never had a gym. Had to rent space or play outside. What was the what was it before? It was a a school um, prior to us getting there. Okay, so it's just it's just to the is it to the east of Mesmer High School? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, probably less than a whole block uh, from Mesmer. So yeah, it's that's my alma mater. steps. So we're excited about some partnership that we're looking forward to with Mesmer High School as yeah, well. I'm not telling you the year, but that's where I went. <laughs> Shut up, Craig. I know what you're thinking. I am old. You're right. I know exactly what you're thinking. Was Brother Bob there, too? Uh, it was before, Before Brother Bob. Bob. Wow. I, okay. that's, that's wow. Dating. That's dating. <laughs> hey, Victor, you and I are going to do the rest of the show. I'm not. Craig Harden's out. So he know too he, much. Huh? He's, hey, look, one day you'll, you'll be this old, too, so you be quiet over there. Hey, guys, um, th- this documentary, it's called Warning the Basketball Documentary. Um, where did where did the idea start? How did how did this thing kind of get, start getting off the ground? Well, one of the things for me, I've always wanted to use basketball to connect to our young people. And I really felt even when I was a 19-year-old young man that basketball would be one of the driving forces to keep young people away from gangs at the time in 1980. But now I think basketball can be involved in bringing people together. The brotherhood and the bond that people have that play warning is just something special. Um, so to be able to work with Craig and be able to capture that uh and bring back some of that great history that we have. It's, it's a gem that Milwaukee have, and 42 years of something being successful, I think it's time to shine that and time to showcase that, and that's what we're hoping to do here. Hey, Craig, let's talk a little bit about um, the the start of this this project. Mm-hmm. Was the idea just to tell the story? Is is there is there old footage that can be can be found? Is there so if somebody's going to come out again? It's Thursday, April sixth. Seven thirty. It's a Thursday night at the Oriental Theater. It's twenty two thirty North Farwell. Go on Everbright to buy tickets. It's ten dollars a ticket, and you know we're. To, I know Craig had said, look, there's probably going to be tickets available the night of, 
but there's a chance that this thing will be sold out. So don't be don't be standing outside yelling you didn't get in when we're telling you to buy right. tickets up front. And and who knows if 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 we can sell one out, you know maybe Oriental Theater, maybe we can have a second showing or something. That'll be up to you guys. But uh, go go on their Facebook page, go on the ever buy ever bright ten dollars a ticket. So let's talk a little bit about if we can. Um, when you guys started this 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 project, did you think we're, it's just going to be a documentary where people are going to talk about it? Um, and were you able to find footage from some of these guys that, that are going to be shown? Uh, yeah, when we I think back in June 2016, when I came on board to kind of to work in, uh, with Mr. Barnett and the Running Rebels, I was teaching uh, a class with um, audiovisual. I was helping that out, and so I think within the first week, we kind of sat down and. We, the, the morning basketball documentary just came up. So that was something that from day one, we both had our eyes sight on doing something like this, just because I played in this. That's kind of how I know Mr. Barnett was from morning from many years ago before uh, the running rebels became to where they are now. He, he was a, a coach back then that kind of went to park to park and had his the green Bay. And I, I was Columbia. So we had different parks. Uh, so we competed growing up. Um, a lot of those guys, Brandon Joseph, Lou Chapman, I played against those guys. And so, um, we came about doing this documentary in a sense where we wanted to capture Milwaukee basketball at its finest. Uh, and then when you watch the documentary, you'll see there's the, the, the beginning, why it kind of started, the rise, the fall, uh, and then the, um, and that was kind of what we wanted to, to kind of to display to the people out there. So when you watch it. Hey, Victor, um, who was the driving force behind Warning? Who, who, was there somebody who, who got this off the ground and started it? Yeah, there was uh, Mike McGee Sr. actually started it to keep young people away from violence and things like that. So uh, the purpose of it and, and the meaning behind it fits so perfect for today. And, and I think Craig did a great job of capturing the history of it, you know, the moving forward. And then today with society and where our young people are as far as being lost, we're hoping basketball can be one of those things that help them find themselves. Hey, when you when somebody comes into the Running Rebels, you're not shy about your faith. Right. You're, 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 right. you, you, you're, you're willing to get up on the mountaintop and say, look, this is who I am, and, and, and this is one of the reasons that we're doing this. When, when I talk to guys that do missionary work all over the world, when, when they're going to certain parts of the world, they're going to Brazil, they're, they're bringing a soccer ball with them. And if they're going to uh, Puerto Rico, they're bringing baseball equipment, the, the Dominican Republic. Here in the city of Milwaukee, the best way is through basketball. And look, Michael McGee has gotten he, – he, look, his reputation in certain parts of the city was not great. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. in the city itself, I, I don't think he ever got enough credit for some of the really good stuff that he did mm -hmm. because the, some of the outlandish stuff that he did to, to gain attention mm -hmm. for his cause – you looked past some of the good stuff he was doing. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think the whole purpose of uh, warning was a perfect thing for our city, for our young people. And if that comes from somebody's heart, then that definitely says that there's some good things inside of a person. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So how long is this project? How, when did you start this, Craig? We started it uh, right before the warning kickoff, so like a June 24th, uh, and it went probably all the way to December. We got done with all the interviews just about September, October, uh, but then you have to do the editing and then who makes the cut. And so this is one of those process. When you got 40-plus years of basketball, it's hard to get in over 20 parks with 12 players over 42 years. That's a lot of people to interview. 
So what we wanted to do was kind of narrow it down to tell the history from a point where why it started, um, the highest point of warning, uh, the the fall, and then now the rebirth with um, the rebels coming on board and taking it over. Hey, Craig, when when was, or Victor, either one, when was the highest point? Like, well, what years are we talking about? That's debatable. Some people say the 80s. Uh, the 70s and the mid-90s, So, depending on what, when you played. I think it's a great thing when you can have so many people in this city want to be involved in the conversation. When you talk about the best years, when you talk about the best teams, you the talk about players. the best players. So for that to be conversation, and like I said earlier, the brotherhood that these people have formed through this league is something special. You know, um, there are going to be people – that are going to be shocked that you may have, Craig, and, and you know this better than anybody in this room, you may have spent an hour with them interviewing them, and they're going to be up on that big screen for you know for a minute and a half. Right. But and, and I hope that, that there, there are, anytime you do a project like this, there'll be people that are going to feel slighted, mm-hmm. but understand that, that I hope that people understand the fullness of the whole project. What the project was for. It's not to to get anybody, you know, rich and famous because I I can't imagine that's going to happen. It's to tell the story that a, a thing that like this that was really important in this city that there a lot of people take ownership mm-hmm. of. You know, yeah. Victor, guys that played in it mm-hmm. are guys that say, "Hey, look, the, that's some of the best basketball, some of the best times I ever had playing basketball." I had Mike Wilkes on Faith in the Zone a couple weeks ago, and he said, look, you got to understand. He said, I- I'm a quiet guy, but when we're playing out on, on the playground, I played in 29th Street, guys, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there was a lot. I had some guys that would do the talking for me. I just played. He said, but those were, it, when I look back and reflect on my career, those were some of the best times and some of the best basketball that I ever played. And it's amazing. Mike was one of the ones that I was thinking about. When you hear these gentlemen, some of them that play professional ball, some of them that have played major college ball, and to hear them in this documentary talking about how special warning was, how it meant so much to them, we're excited about hoping that the whole state will rally behind this so that we can show we have some really good people and some good basketball in this city. Hey, before we get to a break, you had, you had talked about the fall, and then you talked about running Rebels kind of bringing this back um what is what is the the path to get this back to where you would like to see it the support of the whole city. Um, I remember when I coached Warning uh, at a game, you could have 500 people standing around spectating a game. Can you imagine a, a game in a summer league, five, 700 people right. standing around? The crowds were that big. So I'm excited about getting the whole city to see and getting people to come out and see good basketball, but just knowing that this is the stepping stone for the next step and young people being able to get scholarships and go to college and play college basketball. It's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. We're going to continue our conversation on the other side of the break. He is Victor Barnett. He's the founder of the Runny Rebels. Craig Harden, local sportscaster, just doing really good work. We'll continue our conversation about warning the basketball documentary. And I want to ask these guys, it's again Thursday, April 6th, 7.30 to 9 o'clock at, at the Oriental Theater. It's 2230 North Farwell Avenue 
I would I purchase tickets ahead of time if you can. Ten dollars, Everbright. I know that you guys. I'm sorry, Eventbrite. Eventbrite. In fact, if I can have that flyer, should have. uh, I know that you guys sent me one, but you know, (laughs) I just didn't bring it in. I apologize. It is again uh, the sixth of of April, and uh, go on their Facebook page. Give you all the information you need to get your ten dollar tickets. Eventbrite is uh, the place, or if you want to co- contact the Running Rebels, I know that they have all the information you need at 414-264-8222 would be the number you would call about getting tickets for this. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flight solo this week. Pastor Ken will be back next week. My special guest, a little bit different Faith in the Zone this week. He's Victor Barnett, founder of Running Rebels, and Craig Harden, local sportscaster. And they just have a, they've put together a great, I think a great documentary, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to hit these guys up, make sure I get in on this thing. Um, April 6th, 730, 2230 North Farwell, it's Oriental Theater. And make sure that uh, you come down and, and support this project these guys have put together, Warning the Basketball Documentary. And it's about, basketball the history of basketball in the city of milwaukee on the playgrounds i didn't realize craig that it was kind of like an nba thing where you played at home on tuesday and on the road was it the weekend then no tuesday you play at home and thursday so tuesday thursday how many games in a, in a season was there then was there a winner was there a championship was there yeah that was bragging rights the win morning uh, in the documentary, they talk about it. That was darn near like the NBA finals, you know, to, to these guys before they, you know, go to college or some of them were high school. And it started at eight years old, so you had eight to 10, 12 to 14, 15, 17, 18, 20. So you had all those different age groups, and you had a champion. And to be the champion, right. you had to beat some really good teams. And we were talking about there were players from up north that came to play in warning because they wanted that validation. They wanted that stamp to say they played or competed against the best in the state. You know, when we talk about the best, in that conversation, Craig, if people are going to come out and see this, who are some of the players that they're going to hear about? Uh, this is if you're a local today type of basketball fan, you're gonna see guys like Kevon Looney, um, Golden State Warriors. Uh, you got guys like Mike Wilkes from the '90s. You got guys from way back early '90s. A guy like Sam Oki, who played who played at Cassville, who also went to the University of Wisconsin and was a Big Ten freshman year. Yeah, let's he keep came. going back to my time. Come on, <laughs> come on back to the okay, '70s. So then in the '80s, you got guys like Brian Gardner, who went to Milwaukee, Washington. He went to Iowa University Iowa. of Iowa. Yeah. So. And then you go even farther back, you got a guy like Terry Porter, who a lot of guys— Now we're talking. Right, right. I'm not going to kind of spoil the actual documentary, right. but Terry Porter was a guy who made pro and probably had one of the best professional careers from a guy from Milwaukee, but it was guys that were better than Terry Porter that played in this league during that time. So if you can imagine a guy better than Terry Porter, an all-star, 
uh, a two-time NBA Finals uh, appearance, right? Then it was some great ball players in the Warren League. Guys, Victor, when you think about playground basketball and you see the documentary, it's always coming out of New York or it's coming out of Los Angeles. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this one because, believe it or not, and and people might be shaking their head, the 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 amount of really good quality basketball players that have come from the city of Milwaukee are high. And and they may look, there may have been some things along the road that that you stopped hearing about them, but if we started naming them, you would shake your head and say, "Man, I remember that kid." I think some of them talked about it in the documentary. We needed Craig Harden way back then. Um, the 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 footage and the capturing of some of these ball players was just not there. Um, but we definitely feel that there's been some great talent come up out of here. It just didn't get the recognition. So we're hoping through this, it'll kind of bring some of that recognition to our state. What the idea of bringing this back for you um, and the running rebels? Because you you understood the importance of it back in the day, um, I I wish you luck with that, and I think it can be done. I think it it, it needs to have a lot of people that are willing to, to be supportive of it but not have to be in charge of it. Yeah, I think you can't get nationally anybody to support what you're doing if locally you can't get it. So we're definitely hoping the interest is there uh, to have people come out. We're definitely hoping in the support of telling people about it. And, and that's how it happens. I mean, it is, spreads. Is, yes. it, is there a way for if, if there are corporations that want to be involved is there sponsorship opportunities is there ways that i i I guess i'm what i'm asking is if there are people that want to to help out in something like this what ways can they do that? We're at first base. Uh, I think when we get to second and third base, we're definitely hoping there's enough interest. So I think this is that filling out stage to see if there's enough interest in the heart of you know regular people and then the ball players. And then we're definitely hoping to be able to get sponsors and different things that feel that this is worthwhile. When you get to second base, would you please let me know? Um, because I, I I would love to help and direct and 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 just be able to to send some people that I know that would have interest in getting involved that don't know exactly how to do that mm-hmm. and and these are these are companies that don't need they don't, don't need their logo on every shirt mm-hmm. they just want to make sure that something like this gets gets off the ground and is running correctly and I, and I know this Craig and you're going to agree with me if. If the people at Running Rebels and Victor Barnett said, okay, we're going to do this, it's not going to be done quickly and haphazardly. It's going to be done correctly, and it's if they can get it to the point that they feel comfortable to say, okay, it's a go, let's get this thing done, then as a community, we should be ready to, to, to back it. I think you're absolutely right, and I think uh, just to kind of comment, to piggyback off what Mr. Barnett said, um, this is, like he said, this is first base, but we have so much other things in mind because Wisconsin is a, it's kind of the melting pot of athletes. We have so many big guys, big stories that haven't been told. Kind of, we can have our own thirty for thirty on Wisconsin athletes alone and tell their stories, their testimonies. Uh, and so this is like you said, just first base, and we're hoping to get a great response from the Warning documentary because this is documenting not only basketball in Milwaukee, but also tells the story of what was going on during those times and why it was kind of. Um, came about. Hey, during uh, that night, again, it's April 6th, 730th, Oriental Theater. Um, are you just going to show the documentary? Or are you going to get up and talk a little bit about it? Are you going to answer questions? What's that night going to be like? 
definitely going to have uh, questions to answer or Q&A after the, the documentary uh, because this is probably going to bring people who haven't been together in years to come to see something that they were a part of. And like we say, Warning was more than just basketball players. You had referees who had personality. You had super fans. Uh, so it was a neighborhood thing that now you don't see it anymore because the games are not played at the park, so to speak. It's all played at one park at Lincoln Park. So it may bring out people who haven't been um, seeing each other in, in decades to come see this documentary. That's what we're that's what we're hoping for. And it, the Oriental, uh, Oriental Theater was the the right location for this. I correct. It's uh, I love the theater. There's big history with that theater. Mm-hmm. And on the east side, I think fairly close for everybody that wants to get involved, right? Right. And in the film festival. A lot of the film festival um, documentaries or movies are shot there. So we kind of want to get in that same ram and kind of follow that footstep. And then hopefully we can maybe that can be a home for different stuff we have. Hey, Craig, let me follow up. What is the, what's the hope? And the dream with this with this documentary, it's gonna air. You're gonna show it once on the sixth of April, mm-hmm. and then what's the follow up? What, what are you hoping to accomplish? I think with the names that's involved in it, we <laughs> wanted to definitely go statewide. Uh, like Vic said, if you can't get people locally to kind of buy in and help tell that story of what happened in Milwaukee during this time, that's still going on right now. Uh, our goal is to definitely take the state and then go nationally with something like this or with other projects to follow this uh, after this morning documentary. So you've got, you've got a couple other, I, I look, I know Craig enough <laughs> that he's got, he's got, you know, number three and four and five ideas right there. Willing, willing to go. Um, Victor, you're, you, you've seen the final project. You've, you've seen the, the final yes. product on yes, this. I have. Yes, Happy I have. with it. Oh, definitely. The quality and the professionalism of the work. Craig did a great job. He and his team and just look, Looking for the uh, getting the word out about it and having people really get behind it. Yeah, I think that that's really important. I know that the word's out, yeah. right? People, yeah. people yeah. have uh, they've asked me about it, and I, in the beginning, I said I don't, I don't know about it, and then uh, I started doing some research and and thought, boy, what a great uh, great pair to, to to bring in and and talk about this. Yeah, I want to get back if we can. One more question, and then we're going to get to a break. But because this is faith in the zone, and and we like to talk about um, some of that parts of our life, the, when when you talk about a basketball organization or basketball league like this, you know, without without getting up and opening the Bible, when you talk about respect and we must respect each other, and you talk about how to act towards each other and what the word team is, you know, in the in the dictionary, it's two or more, two or more horses pulling in a common pulling in a similar direction for a common goal. There's a lot of biblical uh, messages that we can give to these kids without you know, having to hit them over the head with the King James Version. And I think that, that, that Victor, you've done that for years. Yeah. And I'm sure if you guys bring this back the way you want it to be brought back, that that's going to be part of the plan. Definitely. I think in the conversations you've had with some of the people that are, were a part of Running Rebels and a part of this documentary as players, the Brandon Joseph, Lou Chapman, you've heard how important faith is to them and what it's done to help change their lives and where they are headed in the right direction and just doing the right thing because that's what's in your heart. And being able to get and connect to these young people is the same thing. A lot of times they don't have the faith because they don't have any hope. There's no light at the end of the tunnel for them. So for us to be able to bond with them, connect to them, and get them to see things differently. That's what we're trying to do. You know, Craig, last question before we get to a break, and, and I know that that I would think that 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 um, Victor would, would agree with me on this. 
there are there are so many lessons that we can teach some of these young people just by the way we carry ourselves. Mm-hmm. Look, I didn't know I didn't know about your background with your faith. I didn't know about Victor's background with his faith, but I watched how he carried himself. I've watched you for years. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know that. I, I just would watch how you interacted with the people. And so when I called you the other day about faith in the zone, without knowing, I knew. Okay. By the way, you know what, by the, the amount of respect that you show the people that you're dealing with, I knew. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to, to clarify what the show right. was right. with you, right. but I knew about him mm-hmm. and I knew about you. And I hope that that people understand that I'm not the guy that I used to be. Mm-hmm. And and there's a song that, that, in fact, Pastor Marlon Locke, we play his music for Faith in the Zone. And there's a line in, in his in this song that says, look, I'm not the man I wanted, that I want to be, but I thank God I'm not the man I used to be. Right. And when I heard that, I said, we got to have that for Faith in the Zone because that's my story. Uh-huh. That's my testimony. But I knew that, and I think through the way you guys carry yourself and the amount of respect that that just is is going to be able to go through, um, you know, any basketball league or team that you guys work with. Absolutely right. And I think you make a great point when you said that when you brought up the Marlon Locke, just because he used basketball. Another guy who played in Warning, yep. he used basketball. Now, if you go to any of his services, in the front row are former basketball players who played Warning. He used basketball as a tool to bring faith into these young men's lives now. And then you, it's just amazing how what he's doing right now and a guy who played in the Warning Basketball League. And you see guys back then probably didn't have a lot of faith in them, but now through basketball using it as a tool, and Marlon was able to kind of show them uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Hey, Craig, I don't know if you st- you know the story how I met Marlon. No. I was um, I live off of 88th and Burleigh, and there's a park across the street from my house called Cop Park. And it was a Wednesday night. I was leaving the, the 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 radio station, and it was early on Faith in the Zone. And the most difficult thing on this show sometimes is to find guests that are willing to, to get up on the mountaintop with us mm-hmm. and be, be open enough to talk about their faith. And I'm driving home, and I don't have a guest for that week. And I'm praying all the way home. I'm like, Lord, you need to help me here. If you want right. this to be my ministry and continue, I need help. I need help. I get to my house, and there's a whole bunch of people in the park cross street that I've never – this is the first time I've ever seen it because mm-hmm. it's normally a pretty empty park. And I drove around the block, and there's a guy getting out of the car, and I said, excuse me, is this a church group? And he kind of got a little offended, like, why, is there a problem? And I said, no, is this a church group? And he goes, yeah, why? And I said, is the pastor, is he a sports guy? And the guy goes, are you Mike McGivern? And I go, yeah. He goes, from faith in the zone? I go, yeah. He said, you got to meet Pastor Marlon Locke, college basketball player. He's, yeah, he's a big, park your car. Come on, I'll introduce you. Well, Marlon was playing in a co-ed volleyball. Okay. And he wouldn't stop to talk to me. He goes, you're going to have to wait. I'm in the middle of a co-ed volleyball game. I don't care who you are. You're going to have to wait. And I've had him. I've had his wife, Kim, in studio. And I'm a firm believer in this man and what he, what his vision is for the city of Milwaukee. I didn't know he played in warning, yeah, but it doesn't surprise me. Right, Could he hit a jump shot? He was good. He was good. He was really and good. Come he on. If he's listening now, come on up to Martin Luther. Bring your shoes. I'm old and I talk a lot of stupid stuff. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue with our special guest. He is the founder of the Runny Rebels. He's Victor Barnett. And Craig Harden, local sportscaster, Midwest Ballers, Preps Plus. You get If, if you're anywhere around 
the prep scene, you're going to run into Craig, go up and say hello and tell him what a great job that he's doing. We are talking a lot about this documentary that they're they're showing at the Orient, Oriental Theater, excuse me, Thursday, April 6th, 730 to 9 o'clock, $10 a ticket. I would buy those tickets early. You can go online and buy them. Uh, ever, It's ever, even bright. Event bright. Event bright. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Event bright. Or contact the Running Rebels, 414-264-8222, and they will uh, get you all the information that you need. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be back next week. Special guest this week, Victor Barnett. He's the founder of the Running Rebels, Craig Harden, local sportscaster. Victor, we were talking a little bit during the break um, about and what you had talked about with basketball and how it, it, it really has affected a lot of people's lives. And, and if you could share that with us. Yeah, we're, we're part of a movement in the city of Milwaukee, 300 Strong, where it's an effort to rally together people and just fight the same fight of making things better. So the warning basketball has so many people that are doing other basketball-related things, and we're just trying to unify those things together. There's a midnight basketball that is done now in partnership with NPS and Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, there's an all-county basketball tournament that brings young people young adults together in a competitive way. Kevon Looney, we talked about, has the basketball camp. And then Fresh Coast Classic and Midwest Balls are also basketball movements that really, if we can find a way to connect all of these things together, the power that can be brought about through basketball is amazing. So I'm excited about that possibility. You know, I think, what a great idea, because you're right. There are seven or eight really good events and, and people doing great things, but they're on their own. The power of bringing all that together, you know, and and, and I'm a sales guy. So that's, I think, right away of, you know, there's strength in numbers. When you're talking to some of sponsorship, when you're talking about community leaders that want to back something like this, when you go in and say, look, we have a one-day event and we have 300 people, not a ton of excitement. Mm -hmm. I've got seven events and I've got 10,000 people total. Now you've got something. Good for you. That that's awesome, Craig. Um, spent a lot of time, a lot of sweat equity into this uh, this yeah. project. Um, happy with the final the final product? I am. I'm very happy with the product. Just because going in, we knew we wanted to tell a story of Warney. Um, over like I said, over 40 plus years, it's hard to interview everybody or tell everything that happened. Or uh, and then also, like Vic said, we didn't have much footage from this uh, for, for this from Warney because back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it didn't get that much media coverage. So the, the footage we're using are some footage that we that uh, the Running Rebels had, some pictures from people who donated pictures, and then back then, uh, cassette tapes, uh, VH, VH1. So <laughs> man, I still some got some. Hey, right, right. Come on, so, man. So the footage, I still like, got a Sly in the Family Stone one if you need to borrow it, man. It's all yours. Hey, can I ask you, because we only have a couple of minutes, Craig, um, was there anything that, that, that surprised you? 
when you started doing this project to when it was over that you said, man, I, I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't understand it until I went through this. I think the, probably the biggest surprise might have been the early on history, like the 70s, of why Mr. McGee started this. And I don't want to give away stuff that he said in the documentary. But right. He, uh, some stuff he said in there, I had no idea. Like, wow, that kind of makes sense now. Uh, some of the things he put into warning that kind of, it was his little code, he said. So. Do, Craig, do you think that you knew when you were playing in it that it was so much, first of all, the history behind it, or that it was so much more than just going to play basketball at different parks? Yeah, when you're playing in it, you didn't know that. I, I didn't know. I knew it was big because it's different then, now than it is back then. Back then, you had to play warning. I saw guys who never played high school basketball and took like four games. But every warning team wanted them on their every park wanted them on their on their playground because that's how good they were. Right. So you knew you saw guys that did amazing things on the playground. So for us, that was our Rucker Park. We didn't know about Rucker Park back then. I had a guy that I coached at Greenfield High School. Pete Pinellas was a good player. He went and played Warning. The next year he came back and played Greenfield. He just dominated the league. He went from averaging 16 points a game to darn near 30 points a game. And he would tell you, the rough play, the being able to play at Columbia Park, oh, when he went back to Greenfield High School, he was dynamite. Yeah, it was simple back then, <laughs> right? Yeah. Simple. I had asked – Mike Wilkes on on Faith and Zone. We only have a couple of minutes here about, you know, hey, the guys talking smack. And he said, look, that was part of what it was. You had to have a thick skin yep. because if you threw a punch, you got kicked out. So you had to be able to to play and, and have guys talking and chirping in your ear a little bit. Craig, you're the nicest guy I know. You never did any of that, did you? Well, basketball is the only thing that's kind of like it's a switch. It's kind of like, Mike, you turn it on when you're playing sports. Yeah. But off the court, you're just a totally different person. Yeah. And it was more so the spectators more so than the, the players. The spectators yeah. got on you way more than the players. I can't wait for this, guys. I And I'm going to be there. It's Thursday night, April 6th, 730 uh, to 9 o'clock. It is warning the the basketball documentary. You know what? Go out and support these guys. They're trying to trying really hard to tell this story, and I can't wait to see it, and I'm sure they've done a great job with it. But if we can support them, it's 10 bucks. 10 bucks, and then from there, if we sell this thing out, you guys sell this thing out, what you can do is go to different theaters and say, hey, look, we sold it out there. Let's see if we can't have a second, third, fifth, sixth, tenth showing, right. stuff like that. That'd be awesome. Guys, thank you so much, Victor. It's great to see you, Craig. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 